source for accurate, relevant, and thought-provoking astrological conversations in the podcast nation, the place where stars and minds align. Peace. You are now tuned into the Cosmic Convos podcast. I'm your humble host, Herut, and I got my good brother here. Brother Ra, how you doing? Oh, brother, you know, taking it a day at a time. How about yourself, King? Hey, man, same thing here, man. You know, like I said, man, just trying to trying to do it a little better every day, man. You know, trying to get right, man, and whatnot. All's well, though. Process of perfecting. That's what it is. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, but before we give it too far, I want to remind you all to like and subscribe to this channel. Share this with your people. Share this on all your platforms. You know, email it. I don't care what you got to do. Give it, let everybody in on, you know, what we got going on here or whatnot. And, um, you know, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Cosmic Convo, C-O-S-M-I-C-C-O-N-V-O on Instagram. Hit us up there. You can get to the uh you know, uh, the link in the profile and uh, get access to everything that we got going on or whatnot. But, um, you know, just from official, you know, perspective, um, this episode is brought to you by Push It Forward Media Group, Calaprucia Astrology, and our good people over there on Patreon. <laughs> Big up to the patrons over there. Um you know we're we're a little delayed this week, but uh, we 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 got it coming. We got it coming for sure, or whatnot. So we'll 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 fit in two of them. You know this particular week and stuff like that. So we're all good to go, or whatnot. Um, brother Ra, how can the people get a hold of you? Uh, Calaprusha Astrology at Gmail or uh, Shekamra via Facebook or IG. Those are the three magical buttons. So push one of those and you get a hold of me. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So here we are here, episode 21 of season three, episode 71 and all. Indeed, man, we're, we're, we're wrapping up season three. Um, you know, got a lot of good shows coming up for you all and stuff like that. We got an interesting show coming for you all today. And whatnot. Um, but before we move on to today, um, let's talk about our late show last week or whatnot. Um, you know, been getting pretty good response from that, you know. Um being able to, you know, look at the the whole concept of debilitated planets because when you first introduce the concept, you think it's almost like a death sentence or so. <laughs> yeah. It can, it could come it can come off that way. But then when you start looking at charts and you realize, like, a lot of my favorite people have debilitated planets. <laughs> so what is it? 
you know? Yeah, you know, we we take things and we try to attribute a good or bad quality to everything that we see. Yeah. And when you begin to learn spiritual growth and development, you learn that everything has some good and bad in it anyway. Whatever is positive has the inherent negative quality within it and whatever is negative and has some growth potential within it. So nothing is really ever relatively absolutely good or bad. It's always relative. Yeah. Um, you'll see a lot of people with challenge placements, you know, do great things. Um, Nikola Tesla is a perfect example. Um, he's got uh, quite a phenomenal chart to deal with uh, electrical things. Um, his placements aren't all that great, but you see what it produces. You know, um, we wouldn't have <laughs> alternative current uh, ACDC if it wasn't for you know Nikola Tesla. So, you know, charts are very intricate things. You know, no one is put on this planet to just be pure trouble, right? Um, you know. Even people like Adolf Hitler or, you know, Mussolini's and things like that from an outside perspective, it looks, you know, and the, and here's the thing. Adolf Hitler had an exalted son. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, you hear exalted like you jump for joy and that's not the case. And we're going to talk about that in the show coming up here. But, you know, it's just you have to read the chart as an entirety and you have to read it from the perspective of the time the place, everything, you know, you have to really look at it from a whole. And then you can really understand that debilitated planets can raise people up to heights as well. Indeed. Yep. Definitely, definitely have seen this, for um, you know, for sure. Indeed. In, 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 a, in, a, in a good, in abundance of charts, for sure. <laughs> indeed. 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 Yeah, I mean, even talking about Tesla, I mean, Tesla has his, I mean, I, you know, like I said, by training, you know, I'm in, you know, engineer and stuff like that. So Tesla has his own, I mean, that's what you, you you know, it's a magnetic unit in physics. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So he's, 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 he's arched in history forever because of that, (laughs) you know, you can. So, yeah, man, so I think that's a good episode, man, and we can definitely probably expound on that episode even more. Him, Wilhelm Reich, Wilhelm Reich, Mm -hmm. Orgon Energy, right? Everybody's into Organite, right? People are making Organite, Organite, uh, Orgon Energy. When you look at Nikola Tesla's, I mean, um, Wilhelm Reich's chart, he's got some strange things in his chart. A lot of it a lot of his research, a lot of the things that he dealt with actually was through sexual, he has some sexual things going on in his life. Mm-hmm. And you look at the chart and it's there, right? But at the same time, that process of thinking and coming to conclusions and realizations and rationalizations created an individual that opened the opportunity for us to recognize, right? Um, life force, energy, um, from um, a perspective as far as controlling weather, um, curing cancer, things like that. So, you know, read some of his research, Orgone um, Energy, and how it ties to different things and different modalities. But um, 
one of the things he uh, discovered, well, not discovered, but unraveled, because he said his daughter would ask him, Dad, why is the sky blue? Right? And he'd be like, well, and then he couldn't figure it out, but he actually began to understand that everything that has some type of organ or orgone energy has like a blue, like when you look at mountains or when you like, right after it rains, it's like a blue kind of tint to the sky, tint around it. And that blue, the blue sky itself, right? Literally, that's why plants are green because the actual soil dirt is brown, but it can creates a yellow constituent. Right and yellow and green, which is the energy of the sky, which the skylight the the light brings down. That combination creates green. I'm like, wow! In the plants, and he's saying mm. that the earth itself is enveloped in an org in an orgone type field. So you know, Wilhelm Reich is a strange guy, but definitely read a lot of his research. Um, in fact, they I mean I I would surmise they probably even killed him. Um, wouldn't surprise me if they took out Nikola Tesla either. So, you know, go go research those individuals. They've got some strange charts, things that you wouldn't expect. They don't, you know, they have some all some some challenge placements, but you see they create, you know, great minds and you know great inventions. So, you know, today we're going to get into a conversation about. Money, but not in the way most people think. Right? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to look at it from the opposite perspective. And we've touched on a few shows where we really talk about looking at wealth, looking at resources in a chart. And this this particular opportunity we have today to talk about um, the ability to really look to see if there is inherent financial challenges that are we are born unto and that can be seen in a chart. Right. Yeah. So the other side of the spectrum, we've been real aspirational for the goal. most part. But exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And um you know, the conversation has to start first of all with looking at the nation and the condition of the economy in which a person is born into. Yeah. Um the times, right? That a person is born into. I mean, considering we look at a chart now and from the 1940s to now they're going to read different even in the 1940s you didn't have cell phones <laughs> right you didn't mm-hmm. have big screens you had very little interaction so when you read a chart from that perspective even the time frame is going to change some of the 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 opportunities that are there for an individual to manifest in reality so you know, the other thing is, um, and we were just talking about consumerism, right? And, you know, really capitalism, you know, it has spread the world round. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't, there's not a place in the world that does not have a stock market. I'm talking about major con- countries. That you know that doesn't deal in as far as trading commodities and things like that. So, you know, capitalism has become the way of the world. And when you have capitalism, you always have two factors: those that have, and those Those who have have not. not. (laughs) And the scale is 
weighed on the opposite on the side of those that uh, have not right that we are the prop the, the I don't want to say we but the majority of humans on this planet are part of the have nots right? in comparison to the haves exactly you know um, Occupy Wall Street was a big thing here in the last what was it about last how many years 10 10 years ago maybe probably yeah, less than that ago. probably about seven well, about maybe seven eight years Some, ago. Somewhere, yeah. yeah 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 somewhere in there Occupy Wall Street right mm -hmm. didn't get far right no Wall Street has its own mechanisms to control reality right and mm -hmm. so they know how they, it's called the waiting game. <laughs> well, if you have money, you can wait. Right? Yeah. If you if you don't have those resources, well, then you're usually not waiting. You're surviving. And that survival instinct, right, can be seen many times, right, by individuals that just don't have the ability to for to understand. Delayed gratification. Mm -hmm. To understand planning and appropriating resources to given areas. Um, you know, it's something that we have never been taught as far as how money really works. So it's not a, a discredit to individuals or to man as a, as a whole. It just shows that the way we think and the way we function is typically not oriented towards building wealth. Yeah. And one of the things that you begin to learn in building wealth is that discipline is one of the key factors in building wealth. Discipline. Not how much money you make, but how controlled you, how well you control your resources and invest them. And investing is a delayed gratification process. You know, we want instant return on our dollar. Many times investments take many years to really gain the return on that dollar. Yeah. And so one of the things that we look at in a chart is the ability to maintain, right, and sustain your yourself in, in order to reap the reward from your investment. Excuse me, a classic placement that creates what we would consider poverty or impoverishment in a chart is the ascendant lord being placed in the twelfth house. <laughs> that is a telltale classical placement that many times will create a financial. Um, bullet wound but it's not always the case right the ascendant lord in the 12th can also indicate individuals that work in hospitals right work mm -hmm. in the medical field work in prisons right mm -hmm. uh, work in um, uh, foreign travel agencies you know it's not always a, a you know dead ringer but let me say right that you have to understand that that ascended lord if it's not supported in the 12th house with the 12th house 12th lord being in a viable placement with aspects being to the 12th to the ascended lord in the 12th or to the 12th lord 
then that's when you begin to see the systemic instability in a person's chart and in their life. The 12th house is a house of wandering, a house of expenditure, and a house of really trying to escape reality. And so, you know, that's that escaping reality and not facing the music or facing what we have in front of us, sidestepping and, you know, avoidance is one of the te is one of the markers of poverty of, of a, an impoverished mind or an impoverished in, an impoverished mindset or an impoverished uh, way of being yeah and so you know that's why it's considered quote unquote the house of loss um also the house of expenditure mm -hmm. you know, one of the things that we look for is that if that particular 12th house is stabilized let's say the 12th lord is in the 12th and there's some other things that are going on then a lot of times the 12th house can help you find a bargain <laughs> right right people that are great bargains you know people that get great deals on stuff right yeah a lot of times the 12th lord when it's in the 12th can stabilize that but that's about what it does it does make an individual charitable right um things like that but the 12th house is not a house that is about gain it's about the opposite of letting go but it's also about the house of escape it's the house of escape it's the house of not wanting to see reality and so when people move around house to house couch to couch job to job right that's also an indication of the ascendant order in the 12th house job to job right never stabilized enough long enough to even gain right from the employment and yeah think about it it becomes systemic when you don't have a long-term employment you don't have gainful income then you can't get a place to stay no place to stay no stabilization henceforth the same cycle repeats itself yeah and so it takes an extremely amount of strong effort to break that cycle many times drug users alcoholics people that are addicted to certain things the 12th house is very prominent mm -hmm. especially in regards to the to the ascended lord so again right considering this is one of the primary placements to look for and again understand also that there can be positives from this placement provided there's other things that offset it in the chart yeah now the opposite works as well if that the 12th lord is in the first this is also a destabilizing factor but less so than the first right because the 12th lord is bringing right the lesson of sacrifice but if the ascended lord is placed well there can be a balance right if you see the ascended lord in the 12th and the 12th lord in the ascendant which we call an exchange mm -hmm. then you definitely will see a major um financial challenge in life throughout life um there can be some aspects that might provide some weighted light some some lighter influences as far as maybe mitigating those things jupiter in the seventh right jupiter in the fifth or the ninth which aspects the first that can provide some stabilization but for the most part that person will be back and forth between place to place house to house right pillar to post 
Yeah. Um, another placement that we look for that's a tell-all is the second house. Right. Planets in the second house do a lot of different things in that they create um, mainstays in the subconscious that are created from childhood. And the second house is a house that we're, is where we establish our values. Many times you'll see that people that uh, are impoverished from, from a very early age um, deal with money from a very different perspective. Believe it or not, Venus in the second house can create a challenge with wealth. Mm. Right? And you, you would think, well, why? Well, because Venus likes to spend. Yeah. Mars in the second house can also create an issue with money because they say it, you know, I, what I remember when I was a kid, right? And, you know, I maybe get $20, $30, some I did, you know, worked up, worked off something and, you know, got the money and I'd be ready to go out and buy something. And they say, you know, boy, you got, you got, uh, uh, what do you say? You got, uh, not holes in your pocket, but you got a fire in your pocket or you got, you know, you got, you're burning to spend that money. Bad investments, right? Poor investments, mm -hmm. quick investments, right? Things that yeah. aren't well thought out, right? Uh, impulsive. That's Mars in the second house. Impulsive buying, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Poor, you know, not managing the thought process around, you know, holding back and delaying until something right comes along. Mm -hmm. right? Mars in the second house can many times do this. Venus mm -hmm. in the second house can also create someone that needs to spend, right? Or grew up in a value system that was literally about buying and purchasing things. Yeah. This will be exacerbated if the 12th Lord interacts with this position. Meaning, mm. if the say the 12th Lord is in the 8th house, aspecting the 2nd, then you got a good chance that that person is going to definitely be spending money. Right. Um, another telltale sign that really does hold true is the is the the sixth house and interactions with houses that deal with resources or finances or even the self the person that meaning the first house um the sixth house is a house of debt service right employment jobs right subordination and here's the thing right you typically can gain wealth through uh, long-term employment however right most individuals that have like the ascended lord in the sixth right a lot of times they will find themselves working dead-end jobs right mm. and constantly leaving leaving one job you know living from paycheck to paycheck can be the ascended lord in the sixth house many times and this is because a debt, a debt-like mentality, right, is many times created, right. So, what is a debt-like mentality, where you're constantly paying off something and then changing and robbing Peter to pay Paul, right? You you see people that go to these like um, 
pay loan centers, right? Mm-hmm. And every check they back at the pay loan center, getting another loan, and then another loan, and the next thing you know, they got like six loans from five for different like payday payday loan centers, and then they wonder why you can never get ahead, right? Because they're living in an addict. See, the sixth and the twelfth house deals with addictions. Yeah. So when you have an addictive type disposition, when you're constantly, you know, impulse buying, you know, you're not thinking thoroughly. You're not saying, you know, this is something we need versus something we want. Many times yeah. a sin alone in a sixth house can have that impoverished dis- disposition, especially when Saturn influences it. Right. So, you know, when you look at that, one of the things we can do is to stop. Right. And and deal with what we actually need versus what it is that we we'd like to have, mm-hmm. and you know, it's a maturity thing, right? This astrology teaches you that, you know, life is about growing up and facing reality. It's not about fantasy or escaping. It's really about using this information to make yourself a better individual. And when you have the ascendant in order in the sixth house, it's not always. A lot of times, sometimes people can be hard workers. They can have jobs for long periods of time. Um, uh, you know, the ascendant order in the sixth house can also put someone in the um, health industry, right? Um, service industry, food industry, right? Um, a lot that's what the ascended lord can do in the six house a lot of chefs i've seen with the ascended lord in the six thousand chefs it provided you are a chef that does you know what you're supposed to do they make pretty decent money yeah absolutely again right it's the mentality right that is associated with your identity and the sixth house which is service or work mm-hmm Again, Saturn influencing it, the 12th Lord influencing it, those will exacerbate or add to the fuel to the fire, right? And really creating, right, a mentality that is um, not not geared towards uh, wealth acquisition. Um, one of the things that I've heard, and it's not always necessarily true, I've seen some examples where this just doesn't hold true. But there is an adage or there is a uh, placement that is supposed to give, you know, poor wealth where K2 is in the ascendant, the ascendant Lord is in the eighth, and that particular uh, um, planet placement in the eighth house is subject to some adverse um, aspects. It's not always true, but let me say this. If the ascendant Lord is in the eighth house, with troublesome planets, this is an individual that many times will find themselves in and out of jail, right? In and out of situations that are constantly changing their life to where there's really no foothold they can grasp onto anything, right? And they become wanderers as well, but wanderers in the sense that they can be in in places that just are there to suck the life force out of them. And this is where you get a lot of your drug addicts, a lot of your um, criminal behavior, right? 
people say the sixth house is criminal. It is to some degree, but the eighth house, bar none, right, is what we would consider the underworld, right? Or, mm -hmm. you know, um, things that are unsavory to, you know, the nine to five, you know, status quo type individual. You know, so this is where you find many of your, you know, your gangsters, your drug dealers, right? You know, the people that really will take the risk, right? And do things that are, you know, against societal norms. The eighth house is an anti-society house. So um, that being the case, right? This is where a lot of times you'll get those people that want to have get rich quick schemes. Hmm. And they think that they can pull the wool over someone else's eyes and pull Pam, right? Overnight, they have resources. And then sometimes it will work. But because of the mentality, because of the way it's gained, you know, one of the things that, you know, when you are in the street life, and I've been down that path to some degree, one of the things is quick money. Yeah. Quick money becomes an addiction, right? So not only are you facilitating an addiction, but the, the addiction that you're facilitating has caused you to become addicted to the same thing and just in the form of money. And so many times, you know, you'll see people that, you know, and not to say, right, sometimes uh, I'm not condoning anything, but some people take that money that they've made quick and they do parlay it into things that turn out to be long term, uh, in the long term gainful. But that's rare. right? Those are exceptions to the rule. Most of the time, the quick in and out, you know, backdoor deal type deal. It creates further poverty because then, of course, if you get caught and there's some penal uh, penalty to it, or if you get robbed, right? Because this is another yeah. thing that happens, right? Yeah. You know, it's a it's an ongoing cycle where you have to kind of come back harder the next time, and you take greater risks. This is just how mm -hmm. this, the twelfth, the eighth house works. You take greater risks, right? And the greater the risk, right, the greater the consequence. And so a Senate Lord in the eighth house, moon in the eighth house, a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times will think in terms of how to bridge something, right, where normally would take 12 years, they want to do it in two. Mm -hmm. Normally it would take 20, they want to do it in five. Normally it would take two years, they want to do it in two months, right? That's the eighth house disposition. It's generally connected to Scorpio and Scorpio is a sign that deals in things that are martial, like a quick, right? It yeah. doesn't take yeah. long. Like they say flip, right? We want to flip this. Well, flipping is transforming. Same thing. Yeah. So this is where you get, you know, those types of people that want get rich quick schemes. Mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. there's so many different ways, right? It's not just drugs, right? Many times is um, 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 network marketing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, pyramid schemes. This is eighth house stuff. Things that aren't built on a strong, stable foundation that literally require an, a great deal amount of money to be focused in in one small period of time. Yeah. Right. Now, yeah. stocks... And bonds, which are the fifth house, if it's connected to the eighth, 
can give you right a boost or like sometimes a windfall. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, right, the eighth house is going to give you the opportunity to break up old emotional foundations that are there. And when you're trying to out slick something, that's an old emotional foundation of trying to right beat father time, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to get out of your karma. <laughs> so considering, right, that's what yeah. the Senate Lord in the eighth house will do many times. Yeah. Also, and I always try to give the I'm gonna give the positive side of it. It can deal with individuals that deal in emergent care. Mm -hmm. Many times doctors, right? can come out of uh, eighth house connections because they deal in emergent situations or situations that deal with blood, guts, and things like that. Surgery, surgeons, eighth house stuff, right? Again, yeah. you have to see the whole chart and things have to be placed quite well for the eighth house, eighth house to support the rest of the chart or to integrate well. But mm -hmm. um, your deep thinkers profound thinkers, scientists, right? Researchers mm -hmm. can also be in the eighth house. So a Senate Lord in the eighth house can also deal in the medical field. Like I said, emergency rooms, things like that. Um, it just depends. But when the chart is not supported, then a lot of times these things, they, and you know, you know, have people that will try, Hey, I tried to go to school and it just didn't work out. I didn't have the patience. I couldn't endure. Right. I couldn't, Eighth house matters a lot of times will limit that. Yeah. Like the person's ability to push forward or to endure because they have other things that go on, right? Sometimes, again, it can create great beings that push further and go beyond and then acquire, you know, that level of success. So, you know, um, the, telltale, the telltale houses for wealth in a chart is the second house and the 11th and the 11th house should not have any real impacts from the eighth or the 12th lords that is and so i know i'm speaking maybe to i don't want to speak beyond people's understanding but just understand that the 11th house is the house of gains it's where we literally do our side ventures and acquire resources through networking and socialization, friends, and so forth, right? This also can be pyramid pyramid schemes, but in the sense that it's not quick, get rich quick. It's just I want to use it to try to create a, like a, a network, a stacking type process. That's the 11th house, but it's not get rich quick. It can be rich wealth overnight. But it's not, that's not the modus operandi. Yeah. Um, when the 12th Lord, when any planet that rules the 12th house is in the 11th and it's not stabilized, that can many times cre uh, create poverty. Because as soon as you try to make money, guess what? You got to spend it. <laughs> yep. Right. You might have a great, great idea, and then someone steals it. Twelfth Lord in the eleventh house. Um, the eighth Lord in the eleventh house is not as bad. 
believe it or not. A lot of times the eighth lord and the eleventh can give secret resources or money, right? Or it can create investments through other people. So it's not as bad as the twelfth and the in the eleventh, believe it or not. The twelfth lord is the is the lord that literally takes away. So within the eleventh, and you see it, and it's not stabilized, it's not structured, meaning the eleventh lord is not placed well or offsets that challenge then that person will constantly be making deals mm -hmm. right they'll be doing business and it falls through right you know and you know i know people like man i got this great deal man i need five thousand dollars man if you could just give me five grand i'll bring you back ten <laughs> hmm what happened to the last deal <laughs> oh man that was overseas man Man, they jacked me up. Uh, all right, brother. You know what I mean? All right, sister. Good luck with that, right? Because I already see that there is a cycle, right? That the 12th Lord is pulling right in to the 11th where you're not paying attention to how to control and mitigate losses. How to understand that when you take a loss, sometimes it's time to sit down and capitulate and think and reorganize and come back on with a better game plan instead of trying to constantly spin the wheel. Right. Yeah. And you know, the 11th house is a house of desire, right? Of, of what we call comma, you know, like the comma sutra, right? Mm -hmm. And comma is akin to Cupid, right? You know, in Greek mythology, you have the little cherub looking thing and it will, a little arrow and he hits you and he falls in love. Right. Boom. Comma is this is similar to the concept that uh, Cupid or cupidity brings, where you get hit, right? And sometimes, and here's the thing: it can be positive. Some people get, people get hit with an idea, right? Yeah. And boom, right? It's just the right idea at the right time, and it just makes money. And that's also according to the Dasha schemes. This is all tied into the Dasha schemes too, folks. Right? Yeah. It always is. Um, we were looking at some opportunities to try to really gain some charts. One person I really wanted to use, we just didn't have a good time, was Delonte West. And you know, yeah, you know, I I didn't even know who he was as until as of recent. I was watching um, a documentary and his story came up, and it was just it was interesting because of the way that it came about i mean um excellent basketball player a lot of skill but something happened whether it be mental instability or illness um, drugs combination thereof depression whatever right something happened and it has derailed him to the point yeah. where now this man is living as a as a as a beggar as a bum as a homeless person i say bum homeless person right mm -hmm. so you know it makes you wonder you know yeah I, I i'm driving times at times and you see people and you wonder what happened right where did life go wrong what was the turn that you took right that could have been the neck the other turn which would have taken you to another path. Did you take any turns? Did you take any risks? You know, you look at people and you wonder what happened. 
Well, Delonte West is an example uh, that we can see something happen, but what happened still remains a mystery to some degree. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of opportunities, a lot of chances, a lot of second chances. And still, for some reason, something just didn't, right, take off and, and, and click, right? So, you know, um, it would have been nice to have him as an example because he came from rags and riches to rags instead of rags to riches. And a lot of times, poverty yogas, right, or placements in the chart that create poverty will do what we saw with the Delonte West. Yeah. Um, the moon is another key factor as far as wealth is concerned. And anytime the moon is with K2, especially in debilitation, a lot of times it just creates poverty. And yes, Donald Trump does have a moon conjunct K2, but it is in the fourth house. And the fourth house is a bit different in how it sits. And as a Senate Lord is sitting in a certain way, right? So considering, right, you have to really kind of understand how it's placed. But many times the mind, because of the needed stability for the, and the needed uh, mental screen to be able to focus and to reflect when that K2 is with that moon and it's by degree or very close in proximity, then that mental stability is just not there to carry the day, to be able to, to understand how to connect the dots. Um, so that's another telltale sign. Saturn conjunct the moon can create an impoverished mindset, um, fearful mindset. If you have a fearful mindset, many times maybe don't, people don't know to make money, you have to, you have to take risks, right? You have to be able to say, you know what? I'm willing to take a chance. Saturn conjunct the moon in what's called a Nishtrabhashi Yoga can reduce the mind's vi viability and vibrancy, right? And make it dull and literally make it to where service is just the odor of the day. <laughs> right? Not always, but most times. Saturn with moon in any fiery sign can really agitate it right? because the mind is now intensified and Saturn is cold and direct and cold and cold and, and, and dry and, and inhibited. So this person a lot of times doesn't even know how to control that fiery pull, right? Where they can look, they can, they can resist authority. They can resist the ability to ha understand hierarchy and not know how to climb, also creating poverty. Mm -hmm. Right. So again, right, understanding these are just structures you can begin to look at to say, you know what? Now I see here's what a problem. Here's where the problem is coming in. Let me create a solution. Many times, what we suggest is the opposite entity so jupiter a lot of times is what we will tell you to deal with with the moon conjunct saturn because you have to have more faith or optimism and more ability to be buoyant in situations where you may not see right it that day but you understand how the laws work and you can see it over time yeah and so right um 
another thing to consider. So um, Saturn with the 11th Lord sometimes can slow money. It doesn't, de doesn't deny or make the person impoverished, but it just means that many times they won't get their wealth until they're later in life or they're much older, which would look to us like poverty <laughs> from our perspective. But sometimes you'll see as some people get older, they get better with their money and they end up making things work to their benefit in retirement and such. Yeah. So, you know, um, you know, those are some things that you can look at to really understand how uh, this works. Jupiter yeah. is another telltale, right? But Jupiter, because his he's buoyant himself, you know, he just, it's very difficult to get him down. But if Jupiter is in a very compromised position, what that will do is create a vacuum where the person may acquire resources, but because they don't distribute and recirculate and understand that re that wealth comes from spreading wealth, not from hoarding it, then many times they can gain, but they'll lose because they don't understand how to maximize on what they have. Right. Yeah. So Jupiter in the eighth house can do this many times. Right. Not always. Sometimes Jupiter in the eighth house can create can create great wealth depending on how things are placed. But many times I've seen it to where it just creates a disposition where they don't share, right? They don't spread and then they are looked upon as hoarders and then people don't want to do business. People don't want to, you know, interact. They're like, ah, uh, you know, as soon as she gets something or he gets something, it, we're not going to see it anyway. Yeah. Right. So a lot of times that will create that as well. So those are just a few things, you know, you can look at to really know, right, and understand how to gauge, right, um, financial challenges from birth, right, in a chart. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, and I, you know, I mean, one of the things that when we were, you know, talking about this, um, you know, it's kind of hard to find. I mean, not hard to find because I think a lot of us may have some of these these situations that, you know, may prevail for a time, you know, for a period of time and stuff like that. But as far as finding like extreme examples of, you know, um, it's often referred to as penury. Um, you know, this is probably not a famous person. This is the person that you're driving by, you know, under a bridge somewhere. Um you know, <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not laughing at him, but I mean, who has their chart? You, you know what I mean, right? How do you? And that's why I said Delonte West. Had we really could have gotten a good time on him, would have been a great example, right? Because he came from, you know, the NBA. <laughs> I mean, where you're paid, your 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 outfits are paid for, your shoes are paid for, <laughs> you know, you're living a life, and to go from that to sleeping on a curb in a cardboard box, you know, that's fascinating to me, right? To know what were the triggers, what were the time frames, what were the influences, right? What were the the disturbances that derailed someone from greatness like that? Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, touched, it touched me, right? Because I really... I'm like, wow, you know, he's one of the cases, you know, and there's so, I mean, we've got how many cases of 
individuals that made that go into the NBA that never, you know, made a name for themselves, but they didn't end up in a bridge or in a cardboard box or needing some type of rehab, you know, mm-hmm. to that extreme. And so, yeah. you know, um, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's very um, interesting to see how those things work. Indeed. Indeed. So, as always, this episode is brought to you by Push It Forward Media Group, Calaprusha Astrology, and our good people over there on Patreon. And shout out to everybody who's in the live right now. Big up to y'all. Big up to y'all. Thank you all for tuning in. And, um, you know, we're going to come up with more ways to, you know, get people more engaged with the show and stuff like that, um, especially next season. So um, definitely stay tuned with that. You know, but while you're in here, you know, feel free to ask questions, you know, um, you know, drop your comments, everything like that. And uh, we, you know, we will get at you for sure, for sure. Um, You know, um, before we check out all the way, Rod, did you have anything that you wanted to share with the people? No, no, everything's pretty much uh, the astrological weather looks kind of nice right now. Yeah. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. So, um, you know, with that being said, we will be back next week. Um, same time, you know, sometimes some things come up, but we, we should be here next time, next week, same time um, with another great episode for you. Um, want to thank you all for tuning in or whatnot. And uh, again, remember to like, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff right there to help us grow to the next level and stuff like that. And um you know, you know, maybe we can, you know, get the sidereal, you know, um, astrology, you know, uh, a little bit more in the mainstream. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's, 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 it's gaining a little traction, but let's let's go ahead and champion it and make it a make it a thing, you know, <laughs> or whatnot. But um, that being said, I want you all to be safe out there and we're out. Peace. Peace.